Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank patreon.com slash bsmpod, my patrons, for continuing to help support me in what I'm doing. Today, we have a very special guest I'm very delighted to have on Team Pulse's very own Justice, an amazing Fox player based out of Texas, if I recall correctly. Justice, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I forgot to clarify one last thing before we officially got started. You can call me Jesse or you can call me Cypher. Is Justice your real name? Is that your tag? Yeah, Justice is my real name. Yeah, J-U-S-T-U-S. Yeah. That is so uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled like just, just us, the way it's spelled. It's spelled exactly like that because it's just me and my mother live together only. Like, I don't have a father or his siblings or anything, you know, so it's just me and her, so it's just us. So that's kind of where I had an old tag, GP, that I went by, uh, which stood for Gamepad because I started off as a Sonic, uh, or as, as a Sonic main in Smash 4, <laughs> like when I like was in high school, and then like in 2016, I found out about Melee, and I was like, okay, this is way cooler. <laughs> yeah. But it is too bad that Sonic wasn't in the game. I know that based off of uh, David V. Kimball's documentary, like the elevated documentary about the development of Melee, like uh, the creator of Sonic or somebody up in Sega Genesis was like, oh, can you put Sonic in the game? And the same person for Solid Snake, they're like, can you put Sonic in the game? But Melee was made in 13 months. There's no way. But it would have been yeah, cool yeah, to see yeah. Sonic in Melee. It would have been cool, but man, he makes people rage too. So it's really hard to say for competitive play how people would, because people would hate him. Like people, I remember making people very upset on the, on the Smash 4 days. Like I would get, people would, uh, like I remember I like, cause I was literally like 16 when I was playing on like, my Wii U and my Twitter in my, like, I can't even remember like my Mii's like profile or whatever. Somebody made like a fake account to like, tell me how bad I was and how I was carried by Sonic. Was, they're <laughs> like screaming at me about it. It was actually really funny. I, I think of, I think of Sonic's character in Melee, if Tammy Kenya ever gets around to it or, or somebody else is like a, it's just a really fast Jigglypuff with just yeah the fastest back air in the league. Yes. Yes. He's insane. I mean, I made people very, very upset when I would play him. I thought it was really funny. So man, and there's a timeline where it was just as the Sonic in, in Melee, if, they, if Sonic was in Melee. So <laughs> that's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. But, and so, you know, maybe, uh, oh, Beyond Melee, another another group of developers that are still doing cool things with modifying Melee. Okay, so you mentioned that you got into Smash originally with Smash 4 back in around yeah. 2016. So had you played, I mean, you'd obviously played other video games, what am I saying? But when you first started playing Smash 4, was that because of, of friends or how did it first come to be where you're like sitting down and you're actually playing for the first time? Um, I played... So, in as a kid, it's actually really funny. Somebody who's like pretty toxic in like my life early like childhood told me like that I would never that that I wasn't good enough to play with them, and that I would never be good enough to play with them. Which is actually really funny to think about now, because I was a kid, I was a little kid, and they're like, "You can't play with us." And I saw they were playing melee, and they were playing on Fountain of Dreams. And I always remember that. I always remember they were playing on Fountain because it's so pretty. And then uh, we started to play. Uh, like I started, I moved to a different apartment. Like kind of got like those toxic people out of my life. With as a kid, and we started to play uh, brawl at my friend's house. I, it's my friend's apartment. Like he just happened to have a Wii, and we all like wanted to be better than each other. And we played with items on, obviously. You know what I mean? And I literally like like once I got to like fourteen, I started to think I was too cool to like play stuff like that. So, like, I stopped for a while, and then, like, I became 16, and I was like, okay, it's time to play this stuff again. And uh, I started playing it, and it was, like, awesome. Like, and then uh, that's pretty much how I got back into it. And then I, you know, slowly after playing on a gamepad, like Sonic, on, you know, for for uh, for glory for, you know, only so long, it got boring. And then I was finally, like, um it was my senior year of high school they opened a melee club and there was literally like 20 people there at my high school for melee it was a big thing wow. and i just went there yeah yeah it was he was huge and i live in my school is a, i don't know if you've ever heard of monday night melee the local I but it is it, it's like one of the biggest locals in like the u.s and it's it's it was 10 minutes away from my school and so i went to the melee club i played for like 
five months and I went to my first tournament. Yeah, so yeah, 2016 is like when I started like late 2016. Like really getting into Melee. Because I, yeah. I understand that whole too cool for school kind of a feeling where you grow up with Nintendo, but then there's other games, you know, like Call of Duty and Halo and first person shooters. Like there's all kinds of different games that you can try and play. But I always come back to Smash and Melee in particular just because of the freedom of movement and you ha- everything's right in front of you. For some of the scenarios where some things feel unreactable or you you don't necessarily know what exactly is going to happen, I think about people who have to play first-person shooters all the time where they literally turn corners, you know, like the whole, one of the big things is turning corners and seeing, okay, who's there? How f- fast can I react to where someone's position, aim, shoot, fire, that kind of thing. But I, I think one part for me and what I love about Melee so much is, aside from the control that it has, is also just, it's all right there in front of you. I don't know. Yeah. Does that resonate with you at all? Or why did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. I think I got back into it because like, I was like, a really different person before it and it was like i saw apex 2015 like a year after it happened and like getting back into video games like the reason why was because it was just so like comfortable because like you know in my worst moments video games were always there to like play like if i had a really bad day at school or if i had a really bad you know like the argument with a friend or something like that. Like I know I can always like just play games, calm down. Like I would always use it as like a virtual stress ball. You know what I mean? Like I would just, uh, and when it started, like when I really wanted to get good, I started practicing tech skill when I was anxious and I was having bad anxiety. I was like, okay, like I, I can't like hold a stress ball. It feels weird to me and like, I can't fidget with it. What can I do? And I was like, I'll just practice melee tech skill. And then I looked at SSBM tutorials uh, saw their tutorials, practiced all that stuff, and then I just got really technical. And I, like, I had no neutral. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was super fun. I loved that. I love, so that's like how I got back into it, really. But you were also competing as well. So when in 2016 you're starting to go to, I want to say Monday Night Melee. Yeah. Right. So you're probably not necessarily uh, setting fire to the bracket or anything just yet. But when you're talking about gaining a lot of tech skill, but having no neutral, did you kind of view it as the tournament as sort of a, just like an opportunity to learn that? Or were you still concentrating at first in the beginning on getting up to snuff with being able to move with, I'm assuming Fox, did you play Fox from the beginning? Back I do amend. I actually do amend. I mean, Mark and Fox. Which was like crazy, right? Uh, yeah, but also yeah, it's yeah. kind of like uh, for the fact that it, no one's ever done it successfully at tippy top level, it feels like a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was really, it was really, it was like really interesting because like I um, started playing Marth, uh, and then like one day I was playing Fox against my friend who was above me, and I was like, "This is also really fun." I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, and um, since I really got started the summer after I graduated from high school. I would go into a tournament with no goals. I would just be like, okay, I'm going to play and let's see where this goes from here. Um, Cause like I was at a pretty blank spot, you know, like I didn't know what exactly I wanted with the game, but I knew I wanted to enter tournaments. So I just go every single week and try my hardest. In my first tournament, I went like two, two. Um, so I, I didn't go O2, which was really cool. Cause like, oh. you know, it's hard not to go. It's, you know, go. like going O2. Yeah, going O2 is it's tough. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks when you go to No, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, That's yeah. me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is horrible. You know, but, um, yeah, so, like, I, I got I got better. And, um, and I just, I met Ark. And uh, I don't know if you know who Ark is. I but, don't, um, but this is this is part of the whole thing. Like, the more I learn uh, about you, I feel like the more I'm going to learn about the scene around uh, Monday, yeah. Monday Night Melee, especially. Yeah, especially, yeah, because he is a really really good marth main who is from texas and he lived in dallas for a while and he was watching me he was watching me play and then he was like hey do you want like a, a melee lesson and i was like why would i ever get a lesson for melee like i just graduated high school but i would ever do that <laughs> but i was like i was like sure i'll try it so i paid him for a melee lesson and it changed the game and like we started hanging out a little bit here and there and we were playing one day and he was like uh hey uh 
I think your Fox is really good. Your Marth could use some work, though. Uh, after we played like this long session, and I was like, "All right, screw Marth." I dropped him that day. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I dropped him that day, and I was like, "Okay, full time Fox. Like, let's do it." Um, and then I just started making Fox. Ark was like a big part of that. So was Jagged Cole. He like helped helped me with analysis. We would like sit there and watch sets together, and it all just kind of fell together for what I wanted with the game. And I feel like that's what people need like need to let it, you need to let it fall together. You should play, you should just play and see where it takes you rather than try to be dead set on a goal. You know, um, you can, especially in the, when you're early, when you're early, that's what I mean, you know? Cause like, you're just finding out a lot about yourself and your play style. So that's really important to me to just kind of find yourself. So I'm bit. kind of on the right track then. Cause that's kind of how I've been looking at it with like me and trying to go to uh, the weekly that I, have been going to sporadically but it hasn't been back for very long either it only just came back in the middle of october here uh saturday yeah. weekly yeah yeah exactly right and you just you go and you see where it takes you you could end up not wanting to get good at the game you could end up wanting to be the best player in the world right like it just it depends on who you are and like how how the game takes you you know what i mean like i feel like it's i feel like people uh rush it a lot and they're like i have to be good or you know and, and and it's like you don't you don't have to if you don't want to don't try to force it you know what i mean like do with this game do what makes you happiest you know and like if they what makes me happiest is trying my artist and like trying to get really good but like that's not for everybody like not everybody wants to do that you know it takes a lot of time <laughs> Yes, a lot of time and a lot of delivery. Of course, the just because the practice doesn't necessarily need to be there seven days a week, 365, just right at the beginning. Eventually, as you get to a certain level, there's probably pressure that you feel to do that where you play in a set against either a bracket demon or somebody who you haven't beaten yet and you go... I know what I'm missing here, but it's going to take time to implement. It's going to take time to work through these specific scenarios just because melee offers so many and you have to get through all of them eventually to become better and better that for you was that something that after switching to fox going full main you wanted to get all of those scenarios down learn not just how to wave shine but account for smash di also be able to tech when you like up B towards the ledge on like final destination then wave dash back on the stage pull a shine or an up smash like all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the like really technical stuff. Super technical could, stuff. Because you I play actually, really technical. I could actually do that really early into my game. Like probably the first like eight months that I was playing. I could pretty much do anything that I wanted. But what was holding me back, like the game plans and stuff like that. And there's like everybody has this region of these players that are like fringe PR, right? They're not on the PR, but they're fringe PR and they're really good at keeping people out of getting on the PR because they're so like, they're like the people that they're perfectly okay with where they are. And that's so cool. Right. But like it was, for me, it was what the flux and Mervis. There were two players and they were, one was Samus, one was Falcon and I could not beat them. You know what I, Like I just couldn't, I was like, why can't I beat these guys? And that frustration of like me not being able to beat them, like pushed me to like, okay, now I have to like, you know, go out of my way and do things other than practice tech skill every single day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was like, okay, so I got to figure this out. So I studied VODs. I um, had, I didn't have a computer until 2020, uh, which is great. Yeah, so I would write in a binder. I would write in a binder or in my notes on my iPhone the notes that I would need like to do to like actually like get better. And I would come to those tournaments and I would read them on my way to the tournament. And then I would um, read them the day before, and then I'd play. And uh, I like it would either go really good or really bad. And eventually, I finally beat both of those players, you know, separately, not in the same tournament. But uh, it was a pretty big statement for me, you know what I mean? To break out into like the, oh, he's not just, you know, like, like you're, like, you know, the bottom of the barrel at the tournaments, you know, he's getting better. Right. You're somebody who's starting to get into that French PR yourself. So, what year was that when you started to really start knocking on the door of winning some of these events? Probably not many events, but I would get a bit better at those events. And like, because I live in a really stacked region. Uh, so, probably like 2017, 2018, like a year into me, a year or two into me playing. Um, 
I started to get a lot of better. I think I got PR'd in 2018 in Dallas for the first time. Uh, and then I got PR'd in my state as well in 2018. So yeah, about two years into playing. So the one pop-off that I remember from a Texas-based player was Albert against Hungrybox at Low Tier City 7, which I believe was in Texas, was it not? Yeah, it was. Right, so... I'm thinking about like different other players that you know are in Texas. You're you being one of them. When a moment like that happens, do you sort of wish, ah, that should have been me, or is it something else? Maybe you weren't able to go to the tournament of low tier seven specifically. But when a big event happens that you can reasonably get to, like, do you put all, a lot of pressure on yourself to perform well because you know that there's more eyes on it? Melee stats is like paying extra attention to those kind of things. I actually. I'm pretty good about this. I actually never think about that stuff. It never really crosses my mind. I've been doing competitive things since I was a kid. I've like, I got a lot of that mentality stuff out early of like what I have to stop caring about what people think. I have to like do my own thing. There's obvious times where like, I really don't want to lose to like, you know, specific people. There's some people you just don't want to lose to, you know, that's normal in anything. You don't like losing. But um, when I see Albert win, I'm like, sick. I'm not really close with Albert. You know what I mean? But I'm like, that's cool. You know, he, he, like, he won. Like, good stuff. Like, I, I, I'll I, never... I'm never really jealous about it. You know what I mean? I, the spotlight will be on me when it's my turn. You know? I don't need to... I don't need to be mad about it because it's not... That's not my turn. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if you're passing a ball with somebody and then, you know, you're, you're, you're passing a ball with, like, three people and they pass it to the other person. It's not even your turn yet. It's like, it's not my turn yet. When it's my turn... I can pop off, you know, and then if the eyes are on me, they are. You got to play for yourself. Yeah. I love that mentality. And I think that hearing how it wasn't just Melee specifically that cultivated your competitive, like your competitive personality. There was other things in your life that helped you hone in on that as well. That's really, really cool because I've heard different people talk about how Melee sort of brought that out of them where it was fun at first. And then they started to want to get better and just all of a sudden like brought the competitive side of themselves out through melee but one advantage of of something that you're talking about there is how if you're playing in a really big spot it doesn't necessarily all start to crash down on you and it reminds me not to make i'm not trying to say you're you're the next mango in the sense of how he likes to say uh, when he gets asked about it he's like i don't really get nervous while playing because Truthfully, if you spend any part of your brain on that, it just affects your performance. And you you know that as well. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's important. It's important. I guess, yeah, early sports, playing in high school basketball, that was like, you know, eyes on you. Nothing is scarier than a bunch of judgmental kids your age in high school. If you fall on the court, you might end up in a meme, you know, or something. like. Yeah. That. So, like, there's way, way less to think about when I'm playing somebody right next to me who's just playing the same video game as me, you know? It just so makes then, it a lot easier. So then, now that it's gone into the quarantine era and in this time and stage of, of the game, we're sort of starting to get out of that, but, like, what was slippy when that first dropped? What was that like for you? Like, how how have you used that to try to continue to improve and to get better? So I had just gotten a netplay set up, like, right before then. And I'm so bad with computers because this was my first time owning a computer, yep. right? Like, you know, <laughs> so, like, I was still – I had just learned how to use regular netplay. And then a day later – I'm not joking – a day later – Slippy comes out and I was like dude really like this I was because I, I didn't even know what rollback netcode was I was like this is so annoying now I have to download this new thing it's probably not even that much better but it's way better infinitely better than delay based but I downloaded it and I was like okay and I had just gotten through so at this time I got a computer because quarantine was like I was like this isn't ending for a while turns out so I'm gonna have to get a net place set up to keep up so I got one yeah then and I was like, okay, let's download Slippy. And then I start. I went on Unranked, and I ran into Fat Goku immediately. And Ooh. yeah, on Unranked. And then we had a really close game, and he barely won. And this was when it wasn't hold the Z, and I left on accident. I accidentally pressed Z, and I left oh. after one game. He was staying. He was staying. He was waiting for me to press start. And I accidentally pressed Z, and I left. And I was so angry because I was like, dude, I wanted to play him so bad. And... um. 
it helped me it helped me a lot because like i had gone through a breakup that summer and like there's quarantine i work at an elementary school so there's like nothing like there's nothing for me to do because schools are closed so i i entered over quarantine uh, like a hundred and like 40 net play tournaments uh yeah 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 so like slippy helped me a lot i mean i was so much worse when slippy had just come out i would play there were times where like if the tournaments didn't collide times, I was playing in two to three tournaments a day. Oh, you were truly fiending the net play farming yeah. those events. Oh, that's well, how do you play 140 if you don't play in two brackets in the same evening? If you can if you can manage it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was just like I was like it, it was really weird. So like it like some of them weren't in the evening because because of rollback, I could enter a tournament on East Coast time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then by the time the East Coast time was over, if like if a tournament just ended in New York, one is just starting in California. So I can like get into both of them because Texas is the best place to live in. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Yes. Yeah. They don't know what to yeah. do with you down there. Yeah, because if you have fiber, like back then where I was living, I had 900 up, 900 down, 2 pick. So I could get good connection with anybody right oh like any gosh. player yeah so like i would enter any event that wasn't you know like europe you know like i could <laughs> enter any event and play with everybody so i was like okay i will just spam this and i'm on the upper right since i'm in dallas so i'm technically closer to the east coast the worst connection i get is with pacific northwest but that's like 70 ping when i'm on fiber so like it was lit you know <laughs> i just entered everything i could play anybody you know i wasn't restricted so I'm really fortunate in that regard. And and that's about the time where I first started to find out about you just because I feel like as I started to delve further into the into the melee sphere, especially on Smash Twitter, I eventually saw one of your clips and I was like, sick. So I dropped a follow. But you having entered that many tournaments, I mean, when you when you get to or sorry, when you come through that, when you look back on it and you know how much better that you got, but do you still feel like do you still feel like that there should be more of that more of a of a result that you have or do you feel like you should have a better result than than what you actually have now or do you feel like everything is going like in a path that does make sense to you you are taking the losses where you feel like okay i probably wasn't playing as well there or does it all feel like sort of unfair still in some way like i've played so many events i should be like a thousand times better than this i think that with the way that i work and the way that my performances are is only indicative of how good i am and i'm not owed a better or worse performance because i am doing everything that i can and so eventually that'll all come together right so i'm not really going to be pressed about I'll be pressed about my performance if I want to do better, but I will never feel like I will never feel angry because I am I feel like I'm deserved of a better placement um, because I feel like that was me that day that was playing that wasn't anybody else you know that was me and that's I like I've been working hard and that's what I did that's completely on me so I'm never really upset about it in terms of like you know like oh this is so unfair it should be better it should be like a thousand times better I feel like. I am where I'm at because I've worked as hard as I have, you know? And, like, if I keep going at that pace, then I'll just keep getting better. You know what I mean? There was a doubles tournament, an online tournament, that I saw you play a little bit in bracket for. Uh, this was a couple of months ago. I was just lurking in your stream, which, by the way, it's... Uh, ooh, I need to pull it up because otherwise I'm going to forget the exact... Twitch.tv slash justice LR underscore, for those who yep. would like to know, that... You were in a doubles event. You're playing. Things are kind of going well. I think you were on the winner's side of Grands, but then it started to turn backwards and I think lost in two sets or, or something something like that where it was just like you were up with your teammate who I, I don't honestly don't even remember who it was. I just remember watching you on stream after losing the set and you were like, all right. And I was impressed by that just because I feel like uh, m most of the time when – you really want something to go well and you're playing an event in an event, there's going to be at least some emotion just right off the bat. And then you can, after a few minutes, start to calm down a little bit, but like you kind of like frame one of just being like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've had to get used to used to that. You know what I mean? Like being a hothead kid, I used to get in a lot of trouble with my anger uh, because I just let my I would just let my anger just go, and I'd just get mad, but shut down. You know, and I've had like family members who've been angry, had bad anger issues, so I had to learn to like keep good composure because I'm. I also have to remember when I'm on. Like, there's a lot of people who want to see me get mad. You know what I mean? After I lose, like, there's going to be people who want to see you get as mad as possible. And it's important to not even give them that because, like, you'll walk away the bigger person, too. There's, like, way more positive outcomes to come if you just, like, don't overtly show it. I mean, you can ask my friend Jagged Cole. Like, he's one of my coaches. When I when I get alone with him, I'll rant. You know what I mean? I will rant, 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 rant. Like, I'll rant. Like, man, they played so lame. That was so stupid. Did you see that phantom hit? Yada, yada, yada. But, like, when I get up, I'm like, all right, you got me. Unless we're my friends and we just talk trash to each other. Oh, sure, what sure. we do. You know, but, like, yeah, but, like, I'll just, this bump, yeah, he got me. Walk out, you know. I'll walk out of the venue or something. But, uh, yeah, like, I just got to remember. I always remind myself if I get really mad, I'm like, okay, getting mad here and giving everybody that reaction will be ten times more embarrassing than you losing the set, you know. Just walk away. Yeah, you're, you'll be good. I can't help but it's 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 funny, but also I can't help but feel bad for the people who end up in the salty smash compilations, and then you're in a thumbnail with Hbox making that, you know that yeah. that he makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough, and I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to be the guy that's known for like chunking his controller across the venue, or you know throwing a tantrum or screaming expletives at my opponent like i'm down to just i'm down to just do my thing and mind my own business you know <laughs> what was your like reaction and this is a different game so but the uh, riptide after the rivals of ether tournament um a uh, cake assault as soon as as soon as he won that event uh accidentally dislocated his shoulder did that thing that everybody kind of makes fun of gamers for of not being super athletic, but uh, went viral because turned down for Walt filmed that moment where he's like pumping his fist, but then dislocates his shoulder and just falls down. And is like, oof, oof. Like, yeah. What's your reaction yeah. to that? When like somebody goes viral for something like that, you're just like, whoo, dodged a bullet. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that one was cooler because it was celebratory, right? Sure. Like yeah. it was celebratory. So it's like, it kind of brings people into the community, but like, a lot of people, when they see somebody rage, they're like, oh, so, you know, like, what What are these guys doing in this tournament? And, you know, so, like, I think that it was, I think, I thought it was really cool because he was so happy and you could tell that that pop off, like, the dislocating his arm, that was all the years and years of practicing and trying super hard, you know, finally, finally meaning something. So I was like, if you're a competitor, you respect it, you know, he was celebrating, so I thought it was pretty cool. Would you like try to go for like maximum pop off upon winning a big event. Like if it be main stage or if it's going to be smash summit 16 or something down the line, if you ever get to that spot where you really earn like an, like a, <clears throat> a statement win, what is the justice pop off? Like probably nothing like super huge. I'm not like I popped off pretty hard. I popped off really hard when I beat Tusing, but, um, that's like the hardest I've ever popped off, and I kind of just like threw my headphones and got up. But most of the time, I don't pop off, even when I make a big upset. I'll like kind of do this or something, you know. But I don't think I'd, I'd be probably pretty boring. <laughs> I feel like I would just get up and just kind of fish, fish bump them, and you know, be I'd have a smile on my face, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be very happy, but I don't like you know, freak out and jump up and like go crazy as happy as I would be, yeah. Oh, of course, of course, but. <clears throat> what do you do you see yourself trying to get to that spot or what are your future ambitions with melee with the game you said that you do the job thing where you teach in elementary school so you have to pay attention to being able to provide for yourself and for people around you but do you picture yourself continuing on with melee as you are now yeah yeah i want to be like top 10 you know like i want to get really 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 good that's why i play as much as i do you know, I want to be able to compete at Summit. I want to be able to win, like, a big regional or even, like, a major, you know? Like, I want to be able to do something like that to the point to where I'm competing on the big stage with all of these people, you know? I think that that is just, like... And it's a goal that I think is achievable, you know? Um, so that's really that's really what my goal is, is, like, I want to be top 10 one day, you know? I, can't, I don't think I could live with myself retiring if I didn't make it to, like, top 10 or top 15. 
like yeah. because of all the work that you put in so far you mean yeah yeah totally yeah i'd be so upset because like it's like like i looked back at like basketball when i quit basketball and i was like i mean and I didn't even like like it as much as I liked Melee, and I still think, I wonder what would have happened if I put in uh, all my effort, you know? So it's like, this is my chance to actually do something. I feel like I have the talent for it, as well as the work ethic, so I might as well put it in 110%, right? I love that mentality. But you're also talking about, like, you know, you said that you like Melee better than basketball, but in terms of, for, for yourself, like, why why is Melee just that game for you? I think it's just the way it feels like in this, like the reward of outplaying your opponent with Fox is like so sick, you know, like the, re- it's so rewarding every time you learn, it's like dopamine. Like sometimes it gives me, like gives you like chills when you learn something really, really important and it clicks, you know, like, Oh, I got that. Now this is something that I can know. And it changed the game, you know, and like, like it changed my game. That's what I mean. Like, now I can actually, like, improve. And you feel that improvement and you feel that growth. Then that's a feeling that is so good enough. That, like, it's just so good that you can chase it. And that's what really, like, keeps me going and what has made the difference. I played basketball. I was kind of like, now this is fun. Make a shot. I was like, this is fun. This is cool. <laughs> keeps me in shape. But that's about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So what is your current routine with melee like uh, as you go week to week i know one of the things that you do on your streams is uh lessons because i was seeing you uh doing the fox versus peach matchup with somebody uh i think either last night or the night before i just watched a just a smidge of the uh the stream replay i think it was with dower or or doe yeah it was dower, the yeah. dower yeah 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 so i do do lessons um those are like just whoever ends up wanting to get a lesson just like you know dm me on twitter or discord and um I give them lessons. That's more for them than for me. But I do learn stuff when I do lessons, which is really cool. Um, The things that I do is like, I used to have this crazy tech skill routine, which is what gets your tech skills consistent. Because usually players like around my level is when you have, you don't have to practice tech skill every single day. For the first like four years of me playing, I practiced every single day except like holidays. Um, and the way I keep in shape now is I just play good players, you know? Um, and like, if a part of my tech skill is missing, then I go up and I practice that specific thing. Um, I had a routine, yeah, for four years that I used to do, and I just play specific players and I go into a session with a thing to work on every time I play somebody, you know? So like, if I go into a session with a Marth player, it's like, okay, let's see how I can play around down till this session or, you know? If I play against a pup player, okay, let's see how I can play around, like, high percents and see if I can, like, you know, get her to a high percent and kill her with, like, a back air so I don't have to deal with, like, you know, try and do up throw up air every time. It's good puffs, they don't give you grabs as much. Um, so, yeah, that's really what my, like, routine is. And I play every single day. And how did you come to be part of Team Pulse and Team 7? Because... Yeah. Uh, the other part of this is also farming unranked for Twitter clips and getting these super cool, like things where I go, like, it's always like, I know that people really respect and admire the Moki clips that go out, but the justice clips are also sweet as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just, um, I, the, the way that it worked was I was, uh, I don't know if you know who run ride is, um, Uh, famous, well now famous doubles player with, um, tempo. Yep. Yeah. Tempo. Also team pulls. So Run Riot recommended me because he was getting sponsored as a doubles team. And he recommended me because he was like, this dude streams. He has like a good social media presence. And he like is getting good at melee. Like, you should sign him. So then Bells hit me up, who's the owner of Pulse. And I was like, are you interested in being sponsored? And I was like, yeah, like <laughs> I can't get the tournaments on my own. I'm super down. And so like just from there, we started talking and like, we didn't announce it until I got my um, until I got my uh, jersey. So nobody knew that I was sponsored yet. You know what I mean? Like, and I was having to keep it. I had an overlay set up in my OBS that was a that was you know a pulse overlay that just I couldn't waiting. use. Just waiting, yeah, just waiting until the jersey came in. Uh, it was really, really, really cool to finally get like you know that like type of satisfaction. And like in the meantime, while the jersey was coming, he was sending me other stuff. He um, and then he paid for my whole entire riptide all in that time. And that was fun. <laughs> a blast. 
yeah, Reptile was the first big tournament back. How was that experience for you? If you want to talk about that for a little bit. So I did, I did all right in singles. I lost to, who did I lose to again? I lost to Gooms and Skurzo in the Fox Tudo. Um, Gooms was 3-1 and Skurzo was 2-0. Both games were really close. Uh, and he's, he's really, really good. Um, and I like beat this one player. I think my one of the players that I beat was I beat Killer Blue, which was really good for me because like he beat, he played me on net play and he beat me. And then I like studied our set. And then then like you know post quarantine, I finally get a chance to play against him again, and I, I I won like pretty solidly. So that was really cool. Um, and then doubles was the highlight actually because we got top eight in doubles, um, and uh, we did. I mean we were playing me and Secrets. We were playing so good. Um, and then, you know, we went to after parties and stuff like that. I had a ton of fun with, like, all of our friends. Such a good change of pace from, like, you know, playing on a Netplay setup every single day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Just a slight difference. One has an after party. One is, you know, you're, you just look at your bed and you go, do I do that or do I go get a snack from the kitchen? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, after, yeah, no, seriously. My bed's right there. It's like... What do I do? <laughs> you know, it's so hard. It's, it's like, but then like, I like, if I get in this chair, I'm just so ready to play, you know? Yeah. That's interesting to me just because like, for me, I feel like if I had a setup in my room, which I do not, I'm in my living room currently. If I, if I had a setup in my room, I wouldn't know how to sleep because I already have a hard time getting into bed and committing to actually falling asleep. I would almost be like, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not far away. I might as well just hop on and get on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, in my room, it's like so easy. I'm glad you're able to sort of separate that enough that you're actually able to, you know, get the sleep that you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been obviously been good. <laughs> but know. speaking of doubles, you were talking about that just for a little bit. Congrats on your top eight performance with Secrets at Riptide. But you are a doubles fiend in general because I, I've seen a tweet or two from you that basically reflect the sentiment of doubles is dope. Doubles is awesome. This is a really cool event. Why are these big majors that are coming back for IRLs like kind of throwing doubles to the wayside or ignoring it a little bit in favor of whatever it else it might be? Yeah. And so just from my own perspective as more of a viewer as of now i haven't found a consistent doubles partner to play with or anything so i see melee doubles for the most part as something that can create some really cool highlights and can have some really interesting storylines but i guess when it comes down to actually watching it it does there is so much happening that i have a harder time keeping up as a player who yes is a lot slower than the average like you know been playing for at least four years has like a lot of tech skill and such stuff really down but respectfully of doubles i mean i've talked to ppu and sfat and siren and like doubles players who who love it so much almost as much or more than singles like where do you fall down in, into with all of that how do you view doubles so i am like split completely 50 50 doubles doubles and singles i take them both just as seriously um and i like just my biggest things i love doubles if a tournament runs doubles i will be at it if the tournament does not run doubles i will not go that is my policy because mm -hmm. i take it that seriously so like i was gonna go to SmashCon. And then they didn't run doubles. And I was like, okay, I'm not going. And I decided there, I had housing, it would have been cheap. And I was like, I cannot support this because they are not running the event that I like um, just as much as I like singles. Um, I got really upset when Summit didn't run doubles. Uh, they like ran like, they like they had like left and washing a dog uh, or something <laughs> over doubles. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, come on, dude. Like their, their doubles bracket was like, you couldn't pick the same character twice in a set and it was single elimination, which is obviously yes. much different than the normal format. Yes. That's like a joke format. You know what I mean? And like the format is so good. Like, like Armada himself, the best player of all time said that he liked doubles more than singles, but doubles just didn't get the same amount of recognition. So he couldn't, you know, focus on that as hard. He had to do singles more. But he loved doubles. If he was at a tournament, he entered teams. And that was so cool, you know. Run rides the same way. Stop, like people need to enter doubles, and people need to run doubles. It's such a good event. And so for Just, you, for you, like, what what would you say, like, 
I mean, I don't want you to like uh, sell me specifically on it, but I guess we are recording. We're we're putting this out to the people. So like, how would you how would you like convey that more to the people? Like in a way that in a way that is uh, like convicting or a call to action. So, I the things that I would uh, the way I talk to people about it. I kind of talk to people and I like can try to convince them to get a static partner or to just like join the discords. I also run like tournaments on my own. You know what I mean? Like I ran a, like a uh, uh, run Ryan and I ran a doubles tournament last night cool. or, or sun, Sunday night, maybe. Yeah. Sunday night. Um, and yeah, we ran a doubles tournament. It was really fun. Um, and like I just stream doubles, post doubles clips, and you know every time that I talk to a person about melee and they're new, I, I'm like meeting them new. I'm like I ask them if they like doubles, you know. Um, I talk to TOs, friends that I'm TOs with, uh, uh, when they like ask me to enter their tournament, uh, I'm like, are you running doubles? And if they say no, I'm like, once you run doubles, I'll enter. I know it's kind <laughs> of brutal. There's this one guy who's actually messaged me like probably like ten times, and he's like. Hey, just just running this tournament, and again, I'm like, "Are you running doubles?" And they go, "No, not yet." And I'm like, "All right, well, when you run doubles, you can catch me there." But How until then, I'm like, tell him that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And he says, he says, one day, and like the last message he had with me was like, "One day when we'll run doubles." It's like, okay, well, that day you catch me at your tournament. You know? <laughs> but before then, absolutely not. So that's kind of my like call to action for it. Yeah. And I love the stance that you take on that because uh, you, you're 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 following through on it. Well, first of all, but also uh, the way that I like to talk about doubles to anybody who might who might be a little bit more of a of a doubter, because like I, I sort of just like know that it's hard for me to watch. But like any time that I play doubles, I have fun. And as soon as I find somebody to like consistently like play doubles with, like you were saying, like a static teammate, I think that'll really that'll really really help. Um, for now, I'm just happy to have a rival in singles who's like saying to me, "Hey, I'm gonna beat you the next time we play," because that helps me stay motivated. Actually, yeah, practice. of course. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, double some at some point in the future for me will become more of a thing. But uh, the the hypest clip of all time—that's what I say to people. What is the hypest melee clip of all time? And they go, "Well, Wombo Combo," which is yeah, which is the shirt today. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's a doubles clip. It's a doubles clip. It's insane. This game was meant to be played with four people on the screen. You know? Like, I think people forget that. This game was meant for that. Four people on the screen. Imagine like, it's, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, I, I, I just, I, I just, I love it, you know? I love it. I, like, a friend asked me to play doubles. I'm down. I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. And, like, another thing is that I want to, like, say is it doubles is also just isn't for everybody right some people like singles more some people like doubles more i just think we should treat the formats similarly you know and treat them like how people take them both uh super serious you know one competitive aspect of super serious and so is the other singles and doubles you know so it's like why can't we treat it the same if when we run melee doubles tournaments like they get good entrance doubles tournaments. Well, if, if there's doubles and singles running, they'll never have as many dub, uh, doubles entrance as singles tournaments, just because there's more people at singles is more entry level, you know, doubles is still just as competitive. And so I'll just with, a, to put a, to, to wrap up the whole, the whole doubles discussion, I would love to see there be also not just, brackets being run and people entering in it's so cool to hear that like there's discord specifically like hey we'll help you get into more into this whole doubles thing because it's it, it can be intimidating it's intimidating sometimes to find people to practice with in terms of like singles like one-on-one one-on-one uh, practice so that's cool to hear about but i also like the idea of they're like what if there's like a run riot tempo documentary someday like when especially yeah, when yeah. They pop off and when their first like doubles major like that would be so cool like it's cool yeah, to yeah exactly it's cool to see like stuff that was made around, you know, like the the Ar Armada teams, whether it was Armada and Eniola's Armada and Android, or if it's, <clears throat> or if it's uh, about PewFat. Those are the two teams that almost everybody in Melee knows. But like for the newer teams that are starting to come through now, since the, since PewFat and and uh, it, UGS United. Oh, something. You know what? I'm not. I'm yeah. just gonna keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is that <laughs> it would be cool to see more teams like continue to like make waves, if you will. Like, and yeah, like just be a presence. Like Twitter clips. 
That's so cool. Every time I see something that you put out, I'm always like, oh, that's cool. Like it's <laughs> doubles is cool. Doubles is fun. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's 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 super awesome. And Run Ride and Tempo are one of the first teams that they're like, you know, they're like two players that are just two regular dudes. Like they're not like two really good players. And they were seated twentieth at Riptide and got fourth. You know, so So cool. Yeah, so cool. So cool. Is it weird that I was expecting them to play at about that level, though, just because I'd heard about them before? Like, in my brain, I thought, oh, I've heard about them. Therefore, they must be great. They'll probably play well at Riptide. How yeah. did they get yeah. to the 20th? There were 19 other teams I know. better than them. I know, yeah. I was, yeah. And then they got fourth. And I was like, come on, guys. Very Y'all impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. And that is one of, I was trying to wrap a bow on this, but how cool is it that that you can have two players that are not necessarily great singles competitors who don't play super highly, but together as a team will beat players on other doubles teams that they would lose to in singles bracket, but they're beating them as a team because there is something to be said about the chemistry and the communication and playing around each other that happens in doubles. It's just, it's a different skill, like straight up, you know what I mean? Like it's a totally different skill, which is what makes it so cool to see. Like once you get good at doubles, you can see who's bad at doubles, even if they're like a top 10 player. And it's really cool. It's really interesting to see like, oh, they're a top 10 player. They're good at singles and they can get pretty far in doubles by being that good. But you know that there's a lot of things that they're missing that they're like, they play against two top 15 players that are good at doubles. It's, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, it's a wrap. Blup is the best doubles player in the world, and he just carries teams. Like, it's insane. So then, um, what? you're not going to be entering in, a, in an event like Main Stage or anything this upcoming weekend, are you? What's your next big event that you're looking forward to trying to attend? Smash World Tour. So the losers, uh, not the losers, sorry. The last chance qualifier. What? I yes. Losers chance. You're going down to Florida know. then? Yeah, 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 Orlando. So, like, when you think about that, there's, like, all kinds of different players that are kind of... uh, Coming out of the woodworks might be a bad way to put it, but, like, Jay Mook from up in upstate New York is going down to Florida, of all people. Like, that just, like... I was very surprised to hear that, but I'm like, oh, that's so cool because Jay Mook is a good player. So, for you, like, are you... Is it, like... Does it feel almost impossible to try to study for an event like that just because it feels like there will be a decent there would be a decent chance that players not just from the United States, but even players from uh, either from South America, Central America, from Europe are going to try to make it there to try to get into that final bracket. The, the cool thing is, is like my projected will be out at least like a couple days before, you know, at least a couple days before the tournament, um, maybe a week. So I'll get a really good idea of what to study for. And that'll be really cool. Um, so I should be fine. I like have a really good idea of what to do in every matchup, like game plan wise. So I should be fine. I shouldn't be able to get that taken care of. And I think that everything, I think that I'd be really, I'd be regardless. I think that I won't, I won't go into it feeling unprepared. I've never gone into a tournament feeling unprepared. That's really cool. And I mean, obviously like how seriously do you take a mid tier matchup when it's that big of a bracket, if you come across a Mario or a Ganondorf? I take them seriously all the time. I'm from my round one, I take every opponent super seriously because you never know, especially in the sleepy area, who's just going to be good. You know what I mean? Like, I never sleep on any of my opponents. If I'm waiting, if I have a buy round one, I watch my round ones at majors to see, like, what they're doing and how good they are. <laughs> I know that's, like, crazy, but it's, like, I'm, like, I'm sitting back watching, you know? I'm ready to play, so I'm like, all right, let's see how good they are. Let's see what I need to be prepared for. I can do. Yeah, mid tiers are scary as a fox main if you don't know the matchup. You know what I mean? Ganon is really simple. Mario is like it's simple, but it's like you know if you don't know a couple little niche things, you kind of you can get blown up and you just get comboed really hard as fox. So I have to be really careful, you know. So I just always take those characters like like I play against them like they're bad characters but i take them seriously just so i don't get gimped and then die and then lose yeah right because fox you know a, a lot of mid tiers hope and pray that they come across a fox in bracket just because if they come across a sheik or a marth or a peach they go oh well i don't i don't have a combo game to rely on at the very least yeah exactly at least fox can be comboed a little bit 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get like good GC combos on Fox. So yeah. Good for them. Yeah. That's all they have. That's what they're hoping for. Yeah. Like, please give me a fast yeah. faller. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I have to remember. They're like, please give me the hit, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm going to work for this. Like, they they need to get, like, I need to give it to them. Yeah. You know? so right, what because it that's what it comes down to, like, in terms of, it's not that anybody hates Mario. It's just that Mario has less tools to get an opening, the opening that they need. And then you just sort of can narrow the gap down to, well, they're looking for very specific things in very specific scenarios. And I can project that better than a uh, Falco or a Marth who has a lot of different ways to approach or has ways to approach that are hard to counterplay a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> but that's really cool to hear. Like it, that sort of matches the, what everybody's always said about Armada and he's Armada said it himself. He's like, I take every matchup extremely seriously. And I'm like, I, Ooh, I believe it. Like oh, you know, yeah. just like, round ones like destroying people because you're not going to let that door stay open at all close it as soon yeah, as yeah. i mean i played him it's true i played armada and friendlies for an hour and that guy takes every single friendly seriously i mean he is like hard locked in and focused i played him in the vip room at one of the ltcs and like i took the first stock like pretty handily and like he like took a deep breath leaned in and then three stopped me <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh this guy's a monster you know what i mean like leffen would give me things here and there but that guy is like a stone cold killer all business i like definitely i've taken some of my mindset stuff from him for sure like how do you ask somebody who's destroying you like armada someone who you very much know who that person is and you're aware of like okay he's there i'm sort of you know here so like how do you how do you go about like trying to ask for like pointers or, or advice or are you just happy enough to play him and just try not to say anything and like sound like an idiot because i would be in the idiot category for sure um what i do is is i make sure i don't i think the worst question is just like hey any tips or any advice because this is empty right yeah you want to yeah you want to look at when you get hit with something or a situation that you've struggled with and then i look at them and i'm like okay well what can I do here in this situation? I ask a very specific question. Those are the important things. Is I ask something very specific. I I remember I was playing against a Marth player, my one of my local Marth players at LTC, and I was like, "Hey, why do you down tilt there when Marth is forward airing? Because he's in the air. If, but why would you down tilt to Spots when he's in the air?" And he goes, "Well, because you can catch Marth's hand when he, at the end of the down tilt before he lands. Because he goes, if he does the early fair by the time he's landing down." He, um, his hand is on the ground technically, so you can down tilt that. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So you have to ask very specific questions, and with a good player, you always get a good specific answer. So you were able to ask a specific question or two out of Armada and come out of Oh, Armada. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Cause yeah, like, yeah, totally, for sure. I would totally blow it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was actually awesome because I was really struggling with the Peach matchup, like, that tournament, and I lost the two Peaches, and then, uh, he and then I played with him that day and like I learned a lot, you know. I was like, okay, this is awesome. You know, just a friend shop one hundred player and he played with me for like an hour. Super super was, cool. Well, I was like, you you took a stock, so like he's like, okay, all right, not a slouch. All right, now let's lean and do the gamer lean. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, he tried. I think maybe he thought that I would just be like a complete scrub or something, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. I warmed him and Leffen up that day. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah, so I enjoyed a good beating for about two and a half hours. But you learned but a lot. You learned a lot. I did learn a lot, yeah. I asked specific questions, and it helped a lot. So what about this whole... Sorry, I'm swinging hard. What about this whole uh, controller meta? Like, a lot of people talk about, like, oh having a $300 like controller, just the idea that it exists because it does controllers can be that expensive is like either like a barrier to entry, or maybe we're just kind of pulling away too much from the game as it was originally supposed to be put in. Like when we started to all standardize to NTSC 1.02 and like Europe abandoned pal. Now that we're using UCF, now we're freezing Pokemon stadium, like all that kind of conversation stuff leading to the controllers being a big thing where you got the goom wave and everything else. Like where do you land with all that? And like, what controller are you using now? And do you have any special stuff? 
So my controller is right here, actually. It's just like a starlight gold with like notches, kind of hard to see. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you got the notches. And I think that um, I think that when you're at an entry level, I don't think that that's a problem because I don't think you need notches or anything like that in an entry level. You're still learning like the basics of tech skill, like notches, wave dash notches, stuff like that. I didn't have that for my first four years of playing. Uh, so it doesn't really, you don't need it. To, to like at the entry level once you start to get pretty good you should definitely think about it you know but um the 300 dollars controller thing and like the goom wave and like some of the legality of it the only thing that bothers me right is how hard it is to get one as a good player you know it's like it's so hard for me if i'm not like literally zane or mango to just get my hands on a goom wave. Like, i can't just go to walmart and grab one i would love that I would love that. That would be so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it would be so cool. I would love to just have a good one. Um, they should put a like, the deodorant the... hint. Okay, sorry. For, just yeah. for generalizing speak. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we have, they need that too. So <laughs> it would be so cool to just be able to buy it and take it home. But we can't do that, you know, and if there's such a monopoly on it. So that's really what I struggle with is like, oh, I can't, like, I can't get one. This is so hard. So like the people that do have it, are kind of like at the top level they're kind of just adding an advantage which is what kind of bothers me um so but i feel like it's worth it in the long run for when they're distributed every like you know really easily and you can just go to a booth and grab one which will happen eventually people will make other motherboards similar you know Um, i'm kind of hoping that the panda controller is sort of in the direction of a goom wave yeah exactly that's exactly what i'm hoping for too that's exactly what i'm hoping for it'd be so nice yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm only hoping that it that's more easily distributed just because Panda's a big name, but who knows? I mean, you never know. It's it's taken a while to have that controller happen in the first place. Although I did hear there was a prototype at Riptide. Did you get to try that? I did not, but I knew people who did. And uh, apparently HBox was trying it out and he was like, this thing is just so dumb. That's what he said when he was using it. <laughs> so it's probably really good. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> there was a prototype and he was like, yeah, this thing is just so stupid. So it's probably really good. I'm hoping that that, you know, comes to life and is also a big thing. To get in the direction of closing up, we've been at it for about an hour here, which I appreciate your time. I wanted to ask you about uh, the self-plug stuff, but you could just talk about like for, for your stream for in terms of content, because that's part of this whole Melee game as well. You were talking about how Run Riot was like selling you to the uh, to Team Pulse as like, you know, like great player, good social media stuff, like that all matters. So like... How do you interact with all that? What What is something that you focus on when it comes to like your streams or, or anything else that you're doing in terms of content? I just make sure that I'm doing something that the people are there for, that my audience is there for, you know what I mean? Like I'm making sure that while I'm trying to create new different things to do, that it'll be something that and I have a general idea of what, what pert- like pertains to my audience and what they, I'm trying to cater to them at all points. You know what I mean? I'm like making sure that, their entertainment is a priority and like the promotion of my of like my sponsor is a major priority too it's like the biggest thing when i'm looking at like you know when i'm trying to entertain and stuff like that and so where, sorry so 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 where can no, where can the people find you then uh t- so, twitter twitch all that stuff twitter at just us xyz no underscores uh, uh twitch just us lr underscore um and then um, Discord is just us nine six four one. So yeah, that's all. That's pretty much all I all I really like. You know, use. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the modern that's the modern smasher. I feel like you've you've gotten the three down. I mean, I guess YouTube, but like, do you think about the idea of trying to do a YouTube channel of either stream highlights or video essays or just like little mini tutorials? And you go, nah. Oh, that did remind me. I should plug my YouTube. Justice Rivers. R-I-V-E-R-S. That reminded me. I do need to plug my YouTube because that's, <laughs> that's important, actually. What you got going on over there? Combo videos. I will be, like, oh, releasing right. yes, of course. practice regimen stuff, you know? So, yeah. Like, I'm getting on that, too. I have some good content in the works right now. I should I should have backed up a little bit with the whole content thing because of course I feel like a lot of the things that you contribute to uh, Team Seven like just ends up being used as part of the collective. But like when you hit something really cool, like do you think to yourself, I 
I want this for myself. Or you're like, I'm sending this over to T7. Like, G-Dubs is going to turn this into a monster clip at some point. I, like, hit it for myself at first. And then I'm like, okay, now, like, that was insane. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I can send this to, you know, Team Seven. So I send it to, um, oh, is like the creator of it. And okay. I send it to him. Or like, I don't even send it. We have like a private channel in the Discord. The Discord is public, but the, you know, uh, it's private. Uh, there's like a private Submission. section for the members. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, yeah, I just put, there's a clips channel. I'll just put it in there. And then Ben will say, oh, who's a, he'll say, gimme, is what he says. And then I'm like, <laughs> I send him the Slippy VOD. And then he like you know records it himself and on his own slip file. It's really cool. So if it's not going to be something that you can find over in the Team Seven Twitter or YouTube, it's something that you can find on Justice Rivers on YouTube. Links are all in the description. So thank you for reminding me. So it's 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 the four the four big ones: YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Discord as well. If anybody yep. wants to find you, that's really cool. Yeah. And and yes, like you said, the Team Seven uh, Discord is is public. So that that'd be an easy place to find you there as well. Yep. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but justice, thank yep. you so much for joining me on bottom smash mountain. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's super fun. Yeah. It's my first time doing something like this. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah.